Welcome to Puppet Hunt Radio with Matt and Lane, the only podcast dedicated to the 1940s detective noir radio show of the same name, Puppet Hunt. Join Rock Handy and Nick Salmon for an evergreen trip down memory lane as they crack cases and solve mysteries for the ventriloquists of Large Neck, USA. So... That's good. I forgot you did that. Yeah. Well, welcome back. Ah. After a hiatus of, gee, more than a year for mm. reasons we don't need to burden our listeners with. Right. I'm, I'm okay with that. To paint a picture for our listeners, uh, Mr. Key is wearing a t-shirt today, and I'm in a necktie, and I have my real titanium cufflinks on. And you look pretty good. Yeah, well, it just seemed like a more formal occasion because it's been more than a year since we've been... I wanted to just dress up a little bit. Okay. And recognize that we're starting fresh. Yeah. Kind of renewing our vows, as it were. Yeah, makes me uncomfortable. Um, But I am comfortable because I'm in these sweatpants as well. Just to further illustrate the scene... Per our agreement, uh, we are limited to an edited seven minutes each in the introduction, oh, as you, sorry, you probably remember. Sorry, I timer, yep. Yeah. I'm just not clear if each moment that we're talking counts or if it's only about the stuff we've disagreed on. Oh. That's what I was trying to say is the seven minutes. We, we both signed off on that. That's true. I hadn't thought about it. And is it pre-edited seven minutes or post-edited Well, it went seven. back and forth. And the last time I heard it was total minutes. Total, You get a total of seven and I get a total of seven. Delaney loves to bargain. I think the important thing is that we're here at, at the microphone with a new extant episode of the classic radio show and, and podcast. Yes, that's why we're here. We've uh, buried the hatchet, as it were. So to speak. And uh, although it was not pleasant to hear my name occasionally bleeped out of the the episode that I, you released with can I just as the most recent I, I one didn't mention this but Delaney did the editing on that so and I asked him to um, clean it up a bit so it's mostly Del- that was Delaney's decision you know I wasn't around I asked you him let if him, he him upload it too uh, he uploaded it to I gave the, him the I, we should change the password I guess I just want to be clear that I did not bleep your name out of the one that I did with the schoon my schoon boy that was the original thing was that the co-hosts were going to be Leroy Schoon's descendants. Yeah, that's a whole... We never... With all the uh, talking we did, we never really got down to that, which uh, seems like uh, that's a whole... The whole thing is a bust. Leroy Schoon um, doesn't appear on it. In the detective noir genre, Leroy Schoon became the MacGuffin. Okay. We were chasing him down, and then nothing happened, so he's a red herring uh-huh. and a MacGuffin at the same time. Sort of a red MacGuffin. I was thinking that, yeah. You could coin that. Yeah. Or a McHerring. Hmm. No? Mahering? Hmm. Maybe. Okay. It's like a McDonald's breakfast in Norway. So your co-host was allegedly named Delaney, which I thought was interesting. Uh, I think, because that's not his real name. I didn't want to call him out on the air, but uh, he came up with that pseudonym and the firkin part. I didn't... Yeah, you did seem surprised fake. at his last name. I was like, how could this be somebody you're doing storage business with yeah. if you don't know his last name? So he was... You should always go with something that sounds real. He was using a pseudonym. Well, it's interesting because I had a moment and I used the Google search engine and I found no one with that name. It's a very exotic name. Yeah, so that explains yeah. why he doesn't exist as a real entity mm-hmm. online. But he does exist. Because your episode seemed like just one long ad for his place of business. It was... I mean, that's according to my new life coach. I, I, I did not oh, listen to your... He just gave me the, all the feedback on this. I'm mostly going from his notes. That's what he told me. Yeah. Um, I do owe a lot. There's a lot of debt involved. I'm trying to pay it off uh, with barter. You're bartering his appearance on the podcast? I was as, trying to. As a valued item? But now he thinks I'm investing in his marina. And What led him to believe that? Um, I told him I was. Texas Hold'em. Yeah, Texas Hold'em. I, in California, I'm, I don't think that name's yeah, going to go over too well. No, and um, he's out in the in the desert, too. He's landlocked. He doesn't quite understand. Havasu? Have a what? Havasu, Lake Havasu. There's a lot of boats out there. I don't know, do they need marinas? Is that where that is? Yeah, it's out in the desert. Oh. 
I think that's what people call it. They say we're going out to the desert, and then they they usually go boating and drinking. And, yeah, a lot of drunken Is that antics. What doing? Okay. So, Mr. Key, you and your storage unit manager are talking about starting your own podcast as as it's a podcast about storing things. I don't know if I should say this on air. That's but... part of the bartering thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I might no, be at cross purposes here, but what if you went into like the history of storage, like you know, like storage in the 40s and the early 50s and stuff like what how did that first hang on is that your phone text. going off again during the check this so your professionalism is at its usual oh it's delaney oh yeah that's a big no so you have him listed as his pseudonym on your phone well i i know his name but i'm not going to say it. Uh, i see okay yeah. so he's wanted by authorities perhaps or um ex-wives he wants me to pay him Oh, that's what the message was for. Yeah, I don't know why he wanted to do a pseudonym. He's okay. I can't being see very cagey, almost Dutch about the you know it's cost of clean. each prod broadcast. I guess we could oh, call them that, huh? I like that. It's like a product podcast. Well, like you're prodding him into oh. negotiating your your podcast. My uh, friend, the uh, storage unit manager, who's you can call Shelby. him Delaney. Okay, Delaney. Oh, Shelby's his real name. No, you're getting confused. Shall be nameless. Oh, shall be. Shall. Shall? He shall be nameless. S-H-A-L-L. Shall. He shall be nameless. Heart I'm feelings. studying your facial muscles as I'm saying Shelby because I'm, I took a class on how to read Shelby. people like hiding secrets and stuff. Yeah. So I'm thinking his real name is Shelby. Okay, Could that's be. fine. Could that's be. fine. I'm just, concerned, yes no. I'm just concerned that if you do go forth with the second podcast that we could uh, end up siphoning off some of our listeners like kind of cannibalizing the podcast right i know for the closing segment we get five minutes each okay again unclear if that's just a contentious material or if it's neutral talk it's a Uh, neutral talk yeah does it include neutral talk well we'll record it all and then we'll we'll i'll get a calculator and we'll we'll total it up yeah 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 well i'll do the edits and then i'll run it past you i think that's been clearly yeah delineated i don't want to say delaney aided because then that's like yeah. it's bringing up fresh wounds of pseudonyms and There's, chicanery not and all on the that list stuff. of names or words that it's i not can't a use, great so trust building okay. move to like have your temporary co-host using a fake name i mean that's yeah well it's see i i regret puppet hint i gotta tell you the whole show it's like an hour-long drama over what 20 bucks, something like that in the end. Yeah. And she didn't even win that. Well, she could have, but she didn't, which was tragic in a way, because I guess her mom needed an operation. No, they're all dead now anyway. I guess that's a optimistic way of making peace with it. Right. Right. Half a glass full. Yeah. Well, speaking of peace, per the agreement, there are five salt lamps in this room, but uh, you can't see... See All of them. You can only see three of them, um, which I didn't understand why that was so specified in the in the agreement. Again, but Delaney loves to bargain. So to me, I don't care. But I don't care. There is a hum, but it's a it's a very low, it's a low frequency. Interesting. I, I've never heard a hum from any of them. But you were asked to refrain from touching them this time. <laughs> I yeah, I grabbed one very aggressively right and i admitted to that and the oils from your hand right. i can still i just turn it to the wall so i don't have to see that right. part right. i just remember you being really amped about the idea that like we were going to shift the focus of puppet hunt to puppet hint you were like saying the game show yeah. is going to be so much more interesting and i don't know i guess you were just wrong with that huh um yes i was wrong and oh, it feels and, good to hear that there's certain medications that are highly addictive and now, now that I'm... So, I don't need you to apologize for hanging up. Perfect. But I have a question about the website. Can I give you a little feedback on the redesign? Sure. Okay, so I don't like how the website has episodes where you click the left arrow to go up Hang in on. the episode numbers. Okay. Yeah, do you mind writing this down so that he yeah. can, can kind of... So instead of going, like we read left to right. I do. And you go to the website... 
and you click the other direction to go up in numbers, like you're on 20 and you want to go to 21 and you're like, okay, so I'm going to click on the right and that takes you to 19. No and so there's also, a good point. I didn't see any buttons for Patreon. No, I still, that's going to, it would take, I would have to spend like an hour looking into it. And You've that's... said this is like a compromise of some sort of like artistic compromise to have a Patreon. I don't understand. You feel like that. Well, once you start getting paid for art, artistic content then it starts influencing what you say and next thing you know we're like hey this diet cola is really delicious why don't you share it with me because i enjoy it and then we're you know sure we're making money um but i think we're ready for viewer mail all right perfect uh, excuse me this is great listener mail i get that viewer thing kind of stuck in my head you know what it is i'm envisioning on my vision board i have written puppet hunt dash tv show question mark yeah well that could happen all right so this is a a letter that arrived from claire and gary b from montana dear puppet hunt for halloween my husband wants us to go as rock and nix i prefer general cosplay for them because to me halloween costumes need to be scary or funny but that is neither here nor there, as I have agreed to trick-or-treat as Rock and Nix if my husband agrees to cosplay at least three scenes from the show at home, which he has. Two questions for Matt and Lane. One, what do you think each detective outfit should look like? Because my husband and I are pretty far apart on this. Please be specific with colors and accessories. Well, I feel like we should answer that one first. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a mental picture of what Rock and Nick's dress like? Um, yeah, I guess I do, now that I think about it. Okay. I would say standard clothes for Rock, and then a little nerdier for Nick. Standard clothes? Yeah, standard. That doesn't help no, somebody like, who's trying to dress up as a particular character, so and they like go like, Oh, are you a standard detective? No, no, like a suit like you have, like with a tie and a shirt. Yeah, but this is not a 1940s yeah, suit. Just transpose it to 1940s standard Outfit. Nix is Claire and nerdy. Gary B. I feel like you are not getting good advice here. So let me mm. let me chime in since we we're both asked this separately. I picture Rock Handy wearing like a gray suit, rumpled, like a little bit rumpled, and definitely a stingy brimmed fedora. Stingy brimmed. Yeah, wow. like really, you know, firm, right? So you got to invest in the the fedora is going to sell it, right? Okay. And then a rumpled I, suit. A rumpled suit, right? And Stingy, then, rumpled suit. Yeah, so I got to describe Rock, and then you're... Um, Nick's, uh, I always hear him with a sweater vest, so that's one way you could go. Which, a sweater vest over a nice colored shirt, probably pink, uh, maybe very fluffy, flowery. Um, well, this with, is starting uh, to mix... Let's say cufflinks. Decades here. And a nice shirt. Cufflinks. And a tie, and if he's sitting, the jacket would be off. That's what I. That's what I picture. Hmm. What about a bow tie? Yeah, you can see a bow tie. Okay. Think that's a description of those two characters for dressing up as them. All right. So let's recap. Uh, oh, Saxby okay. Mansion Part One for those listeners who may oh, yeah. not remember from more than a year ago what happened in Part One. Okay. Don't look at my notes. Well, I only have two things written down. All right. So what do you remember from Saxby Mansion Part One? Uh, there was a ghost, uh, spooky mm. mansion, um, and they went, did they go down into a cellar and there was... I think this is just a generic memory of, like, TV shows. It could be. There's a lot in here. All right. Well, in part one, part one, we have an eccentric inventor who claims to be haunted by the puppet of his deceased son. Oh, I remember this. Now I remember it. Okay, yeah, why don't you, why don't Sorry, you take you go over? Ahead. No, you go, you ahead, go and take ahead. Over. Okay. And he hires Rock and Nix to uh, investigate. And then Buddy Bozeman rows them out to an abandoned island where yeah, the right, right. inventor, Mr. Saxby, lives. And this is to get to the bottom of his claims. Mm -hmm. And Rock says he does not believe in puppet geists. But then he has this long conversation with the ghost of his old partner, Jerry. Uh-huh. Uh, just that. before supernatural harm befalls Rock Handy. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are pleased to present after decades since it was first recorded. And much ado. And a year of ado, The Haunting of Saxby Mansion, 
Part 2. What do you want me to do? I still need a partner. Uh, yeah, speaking of dead, but not much weight, I, I keep wondering how it was you dropped me. You know, back at the cannery, into the fire. Ah, don't be sore about it. I am sore. Well, boink to a crisp. That didn't feel so good, Handy. Flames all around me. I was wearing wool and... I know what happened. How about an apology? Apology? Uh, I didn't drop you on purpose. Well, you could have set me down somewhere. There wasn't time. Anywhere, really. Away from the burners. Jeez. Whew. Fire. My one weakness. Uh, well, along with termites and, and possibly showgirls. Maybe you should have stayed in the car. Now it's my fault, huh? I get dropped. And then you burnt to a crisp, I know. All right, I don't have to take this. Zygazunt handy. Jerry, Jerry, wait. Ah, uh, what do you want? A little help for your old partner. Oh, all right. Uh, let's see. You see that tall, heavy piece of furniture on your immediate left? Sure, sure. It's called a, a wardrobe. Yeah, I know that. Well, don't stand so close to it, smart guy. Why not? Because it's about to tip over right on top of you. Great Custer Joe! Ah! This is Puppet Hunt. Facts 47-S-5, The Haunting of Saxby Mansion, Entry 7, Rock Handy speaking. Normally, I steer clear of puppet geists, but in this case, my old partner saved my neck. Just one question. Who wants to see me crushed alive? Could it be the same phantom puppet what's been haunting our client, eccentric inventor Grimsby Saxby? Is tonight Oyster Mischief Night? Or was that last night? And will I find the strength to get this wardrobe off of me before I suffocate? Mr. Crossley. Mr. Salmon! Mr. Salmon, wake up! Oh, ow! Oh, ow! Oh, Mr. Saxby, what, what's going on? I'm afraid you fainted, dear boy. The greenhouse can be a little much for some folks. Here, let me get you to your feet. Oh, thanks. Uh, how long was I out? Not long, but we haven't time to waste. I heard a crash. I'm afraid your partner may have come to an untimely end. At the hands of Madame Zora. We run upstairs and into the master bedroom, where we find my partner pinned under a large chiffre robe. Mr. Handy! Rock! You're both right! Madame Zora, I knew it! But how could she push over a chiffre robe? Ah, uh, wardrobe. We're dealing with the occult here, Mr. Salmon. Toppling a chiffre robe may be literal child's play for her. Wardrobe. Well, a common misconception, Rock. A, a wardrobe is a closet-like cabinet with space for clothes to hang, but a chiffre robe offers drawers on the side like this and, and space for hanging garments on the other side. Ah, wonderful. He learns something new every day. Say, you know, if you have a minute, can one of you gentlemen get this shuffleboard off of me? 
back in the kitchen, Rock sits slumped in his chair, a giant porterhouse steak soothing his bruised and bloodied nose. Clock strikes ten. Two more hours till midnight. Yeah, thanks a lot, Nix, but I learned clocks in the eighth grade. I'm sorry about your crushed face, Mr. Handy. Madame Zora must have thought you were me. Look, Taxby, let me make this perfectly clear. Ain't no puppet did no nothing to no one, not never. I think what my partner is trying to say is there must be another, more logical explanation to what happened. Yeah, like maybe an extremely localized earthquake. I don't think that's a phenomenon, Rock. Okay, Professor. How would you explain what happened? An undead puppet magicked a wardrobe on top of me? Well, shifferobe. <sighs> Say it again. Say shuffleboard one more time. Uh, gentlemen, gentlemen! We're all on edge this evening. Please, Mr. Handy, sit down. Gee, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Rock. It's just that semantics are important to me. There's nothing romantic about this. Look, we're all a little excited. Let's adjourn for the night. I've made up two rooms for you upstairs. We'll try and rest before the witching hour. Hey, this room ain't too shabby. A guy could get used to this. Hey, hey, Nix. My room has a desk in it. Pretty fancy, eh? You got one? Nix? Ah, he can't hear me. Probably sawing very boring logs. Jerry knew the difference between a wardrobe and a shiffer robe. No one could ever take his place. But why didn't you go with that dame for a secretary, Handy? Typing speed would be nearly the same. The office would smell better, and, and there'd have to be less crying. Ah, better grab a candle and do the rounds. And I better take my trusty old sap, just in case. Let's see. I know I packed you, Charlene, but where did you go? Ah! Guess I do have a dame for a partner, and she's a real knockout. Hey, someone there? Hello? Uh, that sound came from the kitchen. Time to earn our paycheck, Charlene. Hmm. Kitchen seems empty. Ah! Oh, it's just a cuckoo. Oh, guess my nerves are a little on edge. Hmm, oh, let's see. I really could use a belt of Cantor's old sturgeon malt bourbon. Hmm. Ah, well, I'll be an oyster merchant. Ah, oh, what is this? Grandpa Gagnon's old lacrosse player Canadian rye. Ha! <laughs> well, it's no old sturgeon, but... <sighs> Smooth as a French horn in a gazebo. Another spooky sound. What is this? Some kind of a... Hall of Mirrors. 
All right, Madam Zora. One more belt for the road. Ah, delightful. Now, you puppet geist, you've got a hot date with one, with one hot, hot grandy on his, and his sap. Hey, there's a light coming from under the library door. Locked. Oh, that's fishy. All right, open up. Open up. Ah, oh, it, it was open the whole time. All right, Madam Zora. Time to meet the one and only Charlotte. Roddy Drake the Third. Yes, it is I, Roddy Drake the Third. What's a two-bit wand swisher like you doing here? Spare me your bobs, you scurrilous cur. So, tonight is Oyster Mischief Night. Perhaps it is. Only, what's your beef with old man Saxby? Oh, <laughs> we have no grievance with Grimsby Saxby. We, huh? Shucking for the syndicate as I... No! Us, you flat-headed flatfoot! Uh, you, you have a twin? Of a sort. I am Ruddy Drake the Fourth. Where did you come from? We, we didn't come from anywhere. We've, We've always been, been here. here. Ah, uh, another one? That's right, you sham of a shamus. I'm Ruddy Drake the Fifth. And I am Ruddy Drake the Sixth. I'm, I'm surrounded by Roddy Drakes. I won't let you hurt old Father Saxby, you hear me? We're, We're not, not here, here for him. We're here, here for you, Rock Handy. Stay away from me. I'll let you have it. Come and join us, Reginald. There's always room for one more. Hey, join us. Join us. Join us. I'll see all of you in... Help! I wake with a start. Did I just hear the great rock handy calling for help? Help! Then, my friend, help you shall receive. I snap into action. Oh, darn these military corners. In an emergency, no man should be tucked in this tight. As I enter the library, I see my partner Rock Handy sprawled on the floor next to a puddle of his own sick. Get away from me with your... Rock! Oyster loaf! Rock! Fingers and... Rock! It's me, Nix. Oh, buddy. Come on, snap out of it. Uh, no one lays their grubby paws on the gray hawk brandy. Rock grabs my lapel and hauls back for a roundhouse punch. I bob out of the way then weave right out of my coat. I reach for a tumbler on the end table, spin around and slosh the contents straight for his kisser. <laughs> uh, why, you, you bird-chested little... Oh, Rock, it's me, Nick's your partner. Stop choking me. Uh, Nix! Oh, good lord, I thought you were Roddy Drake the Third, or at least one of them. Why would you think I'm Roddy Drake? Hey, does this booze smell like it's gone sour? Hey, where are your pants? Whoa, sorry, Rock. Uh, these are the pajama bottoms my mom made for me. I, I know it's a little bit sentimental for... I guess that whiskey didn't sit right with me. I tell you, I think it was tainted. Rock, quiet! Hey, who's calling the shots around here? Oh, shh. Listen. Here, help, help me move this rug. Well, I'll be. Right, that p 
puddle of whiskey you threw up why it's dripping through the gaps in this trap door. Grab a candle and stick close. The basement is dark, somewhat dark, and our candles only illuminate a small orb around us. Puppets. <gasps> a big mound of puppets. Indeed. And they're all Madame Zora. And look at this. A wood lathe next to a stack of puppet arms. And a furnace with bellows. Yeah, there's a sewing machine and a bunch of puppet clothes in the other room. I've seen enough. No! I think there's one more thing I can show you. He's got a gun, Rock. No flies on you, Mr. Salmon. What exactly is going on, Mr. Saxby? Why did you lure us to this island? Why have you been making Madame Zora puppets? And most importantly, why would you want to kill us? Not you, Mr. Salmon. Him. Him? Him? I uh, mean me? Yes, it's always been you. Yeah, what I ever do to you, you twisted old fruit? Sticks and stones, Mr. Handy. Ten years ago, Rock Handy murdered my son. The only thing that kept me alive was thoughts of revenge. I wanted to know who taught my son to throw. Rock, is, is that true? I don't know, maybe. All my hard work. My family name, now reduced to folly, as the Marquise announced Jacob Grimsby and Madame Zora. Wait, that Jameson Grimsby is your son? Then one day I got a message. Not only did this gentleman offer up a name, he also volunteered to help me be rid of you, Rock Handy. Roddy Drake III. Well done! I'm guessing the Mickey he slipped me at the Shinola last night had a little more pepper in it than usual. He tried to poison me. Correct again. I was forced to go to Plan B. Plan B? The Madame Zora story? Yes! What better way to get rid of someone than to invite them to an abandoned island? So, you lured me into the greenhouse and knocked me out? I was going to spray you with ether. But before I could get the bottle out, you fainted. And then tonight, you poisoned me again with the bourbon. You are harder to kill than Rasputin, Mr. Handy. A double dose of potassic fructoside should have done the trick nicely. Potassic fructoside? But that's derived from bananas and satirium pumilum. Of course, the rotting orchid. It was literally under my nose the whole time. And it should have worked. Yeah, well, that's where you went wrong. You see, I eat bananas 24 hours a day, peel and all. Your little poison gap merely made me hallucinate and vomit, which for Rock Handy is a Tuesday night. When I pull this trigger, Mr. Handy, there'll be no more Tuesday nights. Sticks and stones, Trixie. Is that really what you want your last words to be? Why, last words? I guess this is the end, Rock. Now, Nix! Now! <laughs> Ow! Are, are you alright, Rock? No, I'm not! Ugh, he shot me in the shoulder, Nix! You didn't lunge at him when I screamed now! Oh. Ugh. Bickering man's bluff, Nix! That's a textbook maneuver. If you're lucky, Mr. Handy, you'll be dead before I put you in the furnace. He's mad. I may be, but at least Rock Handy will be dead. Now, Mr. Salmon. Who said that? I did, Father. <gasps> it is me, Madame Zora. Uh, Nix, are you seeing what I'm seeing? Mechanically. Madame Zora rises from the pile of puppet parts. This isn't possible! She turns, 
her puppet arms outstretched toward Mr. Saxby. You're not real! Jacob is dead and you're just... just a lifeless puppet! Why? Why did you kill me, father? Why? Uh, Jacob! Madame Zora! It was just an accident, I swear! What was an accident? Yeah, spill it. Oh. oh! Jacob and I were arguing next to the Plotois River. He was out of control, ranting about how I ruined his life. I didn't mean to push him. I just wanted him to stop. He hit the water, and the current swept him away. My boy! My Jacob! I killed him! I'm sorry, son! I just panicked and ran! Stay back, you devil doll! I'll shoot, I swear! No puppets getting shot on my watch! In a flash, Rock hurls a puppet torso at Mr. Saxby, knocking the gun out of his hand. Mr. Saxby tries to reach for it, but stumbles, giving Rock the perfect opportunity to deliver a knockout blow. Rock kicks the gun across the floor and ready Charlene for another womp to the head. All right, Madam Zora. Turn around slowly with your hands up where we can see him. Madam Zora turns around, peeling off a wig to reveal... Buddy, Buddy Bozeman! Oh, hiya, Mr. Handy. Hiya, Mr. Salmon. Boy, you two sure came close to a gruesome death. Buddy, how, how did you know we were down here? Oh, it's easy. I never left the island. I was about to take the trash out to my dinghy when the rain started. Then all the lights went out, so I figured I'd wait it out down here. I guess I dozed off. Ah, and we woke you up when we came down. Oh, exactly. I figured something was odd, what with all the puppet parts and junk. So when Mr. Saxby came down waving that heater around, I knew I had to do something. I remembered all the rumors about him and his son, so I figured that was my angle. Good thing I'm so malnourished. I got to fit into these puppet clothes. What do you think, fellas? Do I make a good Madam Zora? You sure do. Come on, Madam Buddy. You're going to row us back to the mainland. Then I'm buying you the juiciest bag of miscellaneous fish parts you've ever seen. Awful? Oh, boy! from Oyster Mischief Night. Get your copy of the trombone, the daily fun. <laughs> oh, hiya, Mr. Grimes. Uh, care for a newspaper? Perhaps. Although I seriously doubt the antics of last evening could hold a paraffin candle to the Rococo escapades of my own youth. And speaking of paraffin wax, did you know that it was in uh, 1830 that the notable German metallurgist and philosopher Karl Ludwig von Reichenbach first investigated the... Say, that inflamed rash on your arm looks painful. Oh boy, it sure is, Mr. Grimes. The trouble started a couple of weeks ago, and it's only getting worse. Don't scratch your skin. Heal it. Oh, but, but how? With germaline antiseptic ointment. Mr. Handy, where did you come from? You know, buddy, before I discovered germaline antiseptic ointment, I also had a terrible case of inflamed skin. Oh, you did, Mr. Handy? I had bad legs. I could never keep from scratching them. Nearly to the bone. I was in constant torture for 35 years. Oh, golly. Germaline relieved me. I can honestly say now I haven't the slightest itch. Yes, under the healing hand of germaline, many skin ailments vanish in a few days or even hours. That continual irritation, that maddening itch, 
How it makes you feel you want to tear yourself to pieces. Like all children, I am continually falling and cutting myself. But you're saying my skin ailments will soon disappear by using germaline. You need germaline's unique rapid healing power. It is folly to risk prolonged suffering by using substitute ointments. Refuse colorable imitations. Use germaline antiseptic ointment for all skin troubles. Piles, eczema, boils, impentigo, chillblains, psoriasis, bad legs, boils. Skin torment stops at a touch. Germaline antiseptic ointment is the proved quick-acting remedy. Let germaline antiseptic ointment heal your skin of disfigurement and suffering and leg troubles of all kinds. As one satisfied customer wrote, the results have been wonderful. I am sure it was only germaline that got me on my feet again. No praise is too high for your wonderful ointment. Take it from me, Buddy Bozeman. Keep germaline handy in your home always. Germaline. I'll buy that. Oh, I was focused on Buddy Bozeman saving the day, but you want to talk about the ad? Uh, yeah, well, that's uh, the... Still fresh in my mind. So you think Rock has bad legs, or is that just for the ad? Uh, well, I thought germaline. Uh, it was. An, I like the ad, but it's a really bad name for a product. It has the name word germ in it, so it sounds well, like it's. It would be like germicide would be a good name for it because it's killing the germs, right? Yeah. Although we've now learned that most bacteria is actually beneficial. They didn't know is that, that back then. Yeah, half the cells in your body are bacteria that are benefiting you for digestion mostly. And so Rock Handy was inoculized by eating bananas. And so that would be a good, uh, maybe we could convince the anti-vaxxers to get vaccinated if we make that into a, our own ad somehow. I'm just talking off the cuff here. Yeah, I when I hear Rock giving explanations for how the world works, yeah. I am assuming that he's getting it wrong. Really? Yeah. That Well, no one can eat bananas 24 hours a day. That's what he said. Yeah. I eat bananas 24 hours a day, peel and all. Maybe he means potentially he could eat them in a 24-hour period at any moment. Have you ever seen somebody eat a banana peel? No. So I'm not quite done with the germaline ad. Okay. I had a, one okay. note here. Rock said, refuse colorable imitations. Yeah, so that today. suggests... The makers of germaline were concerned enough to warn potential consumers yeah. and regular customers mm -hmm. that they are out there, that you're going to see the colorable imitations, ah. and you might be tempted. You're like, okay, they're a little less expensive. No. Let's see if they do the same thing as germaline. Why would you need to color your ointment? Make it more palatable. Maybe if it's uh, like a oozy, fleshy color. Maybe you mm. want to put a little bit more pigment in it and make it uh, a nice purple. I have seen old ads where the ointments are pink. There's a lot of pink white people back then. Well, I don't know if it was supposed to ointment. match your skin color. I think it was supposed to suggest that it was like it had just enough blood in it to like yeah. invigorate your immune system. I, I'm not quite sure what the thinking was, but yeah. we've talked about how the oleomargarine yeah. had little color it. yellow yellowing agents. Yellowing agents. And then now your ointment, imagine you're injured and you're like, okay, we've got the new ointment. Let me open up the thing. Now just wash it off while I change the color of the ointment. Right. Or maybe they would do it secretly behind their back and say, here it is right out of the tube. It's a nice pink. Why couldn't they color the ointment in the factory? I don't understand mm -hmm. that piece. Maybe it's cost. Not cost effective. See, this is the part that's really interesting. We're listening to a story that has all of the haunted mansion tropes in it, right? Right. And so we kind of know yes. we yeah. know we're going to hear spooky sounds, and chains. that there's going to be a there's going to be chains, and there's going to be thunder and lightning and everything. So that piece like isn't it's not very stimulating. But when I hear something like "refuse colorable imitations," oh, yeah, you're kind of stuck on that, huh? Well, it's it, like Rock is commanding us to do that, but I don't know yeah. if we can do it anymore. 
Yeah. All right. So just to understand the confession a little bit better, Saxby said that Rock taught his son how to throw his voice. Okay. And that that he's linked that to the demise of his whole family. Right. That if he if Rock hadn't right. taught the son to throw his voice, yeah. that the, his the Saxby family would still be intact. Okay. But he killed his own son. He did confess to that once the once the haunted doll seemed to come to life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought there was no explanation for that one. I'm glad that Buddy Bozeman turned out to be the uh, doll because I was thinking, what? Now it's going to get right. There's never ghosts. a supernatural yeah. explanation. Do you think huh? we have ghosts haunting houses? Uh, no, I'm not a big believer in ghosts. I, I always want one of those challenges where they say if you could sleep in this house mm. for a night, you get mm-hmm. ten thousand. I oh. sleep like a log. Oh I'd yeah, be all over it. Yeah. Like, what do you want to put me here? Yeah, I'll sleep right by the place where the guy got murdered. I'll be mm-hmm. right there. So I'll a put real my murder. Right on the blood stain. If you knew there was a real murder that took place in that house. Well, if it was like twenty four hours ago, no, I wouldn't be there. But if they caught the guy and they resolved everything, yeah, sure, I'd sleep there. Would you buy a house that had a murder taking place? Because they're supposed to disclose that in like California real estate. Uh, well, it depends on the condition of the house. I mean, if it's all covered with blood and guts, no, I wouldn't. I thought you were going to say it depends on the 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 murder that took well, place. Well, sure, if it was like somebody was poisoning. Yeah, poisoning would be okay. Yeah. Poisoning, suffocating, strangulation. Yeah, drowning. But- uh, what else would be okay? Um, Sounds like you've contemplated this before. You got a pretty. Uh, ready list there at the well no i'm just off the top of my head let's let's just kind of play act this okay so mr key it seems like you're very interested in this home i do need to let you know let's not jump the gun i haven't looked around yet interesting choice of words Uh uh-huh let's not jump the throttle what do you have to tell me sir let's not step on the throttle too quickly or pull the throttle what do you do with the throttle i think you um move it on a boat don't push you, it. You push pull the throttle, throttle. You pull it out. It's a button. Okay, so we'll, let's say that the real estate agent doesn't okay. know this let's keep term. Keep going. This is good. Role play. Mr. Key, if you can let me finish my sentence, I'll try and sell you this house. Please don't call me Mr. Key. Just call me Matt. I would think, especially if the real estate agent were dressed up in the way that I'm dressed up right now. Well, I would say, please not on the radio or podcast. Let's re re uh, reset, or, reset reset reset. Okay. Thank you. Scene. Reboot. Scene. I don't want to call you young man because that would be like you could just call me man or sir. Okay. Sir. Yeah. Do people still say that? Mm, no. Okay. Just call me Mr. Key. That's fine. Yeah, that's where we we're already out there. Yeah. All right. So, uh, sir, would you like to buy this house? I think you're nodding. So I'm looking at it. Yes. We're not very good at this. Improv, are we? Did you notice that Rock said oyster? No. Instead of oyster? Is he said oyster. Yeah. Oyster. Oyster. He wouldn't say oyster. oyster. Like he couldn't he couldn't quite get the right pronunciation. Oyster. Each time it was oyster. Like a chur. Which one do I like say? Like churning butter. Oyster. Oyster. I don't know which one I say. Now you've confused me. All right, I'm just gonna say three, two, one, and then just say whichever one say whichever one comes fastest okay. to you. Three, two, one. Oyster. I couldn't tell because you were saying it is right. This I was okay. saying the Try one. Three, two, Oyster. one. Oyster. One, two, three. Oyster. You said it right. I keep jumping the gun. Okay. This kind of stuff is hard for me. Yeah, I just never heard it before, so it really stuck in my head the first time I heard it, and I was like, "Hey, eh, he said it twice," and then I got he got oh, the three tally marks here. Three times the charm. He was very consistent in mispronouncing it. So, a sap. Now I have fired a gun before okay and i have you know used other things that could be considered weapons yeah. right but i've never even held a sap mm. i know what they are from watching a few of these noir detective yeah, stories have you ever wielded a sap yeah i know no, it. I've never i know what they are wielded one do you suppose detectives actually practiced took, it, took classes and knocking It'd be an interesting episode to have nicks learning how to right. use wield a sap right now watch this i'm gonna sneak up on this guy yeah now watch carefully Need knock him out. Watch Yellow your game. coffee. Watch your coffee. Son of oh, God damn. Ah, my going. sage blooms. Sorry, sorry about that. It's okay. It, you were just gesturing. I've never seen anybody just gesture with an open mug of coffee like that, that before. Gesticulating. If you were to cosplay one of the main characters from this radio show, okay. Well, let's radio be clear. I, I wouldn't do that. But if I did, yeah. Let's say I was on some other medication, made me want to cosplay. Which character? Is there such a thing? I don't know. Okay. Uh, let's I think see. ecstasy 
would be doesn't it from what I've read it makes you dress as a ventriloquist well character? you're just you want to hug everybody and you're like uh, cosplaying as Buddy Bozeman that sounds like a great idea when your inhibitions okay. are down yeah that would be and say oh yeah and let's do our favorite puppet hunt Tina character Tina Plotkin oh okay well no that's not my answer but I'm saying that would be weird if I blurt that out oh that that's your answer no 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 no, no 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 we gotta change the subject <laughs> quickly well, so Puppet Hint, if there's other episodes out there and you guys find them and you want to send them to us, I think they'd be good bonus content. Oh, Patreon level. Well, you, now you're against Patreon, though. No. I, oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, so uh, we're going to have bonus content that no one can access? How would well, they? no. What over, would they... you got to subscribe to Patreon to get the bonus content. I think that's the way Patreon But works. we're not going to only take questions from the Patreons. No, we shouldn't do that. I hesitate to ask this, but we know where most of the episodes are, which facility they're in oh, right yeah, now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, good, yeah. good. So this... That's the whole, I'm off that medication now. I'm consolidating, I'm getting it together. I think we can get five or six episodes this season. Oh, great, yeah. great. I think we just started season three and then everything shut down yeah. right so we're still in season three this isn't it's season a little confusing four. to me i think we just say it's a season whenever we feel like making more episodes part of it is just dealing with the the fame of it knowing that uh, this is for all time like for the rest of human civilization these recordings will be available the internet is forever yeah well that's why i i was always happy that we never used last names can you imagine like 20,000 years from now and you have these what they call generational ships that are traveling to other star systems and they'll be listening to us talking about puppet hunt that's amazing isn't it i doubt that scenario is going to come to pass you don't think there'll be generational ships No, that's like saying somebody in a jetliner is listening to a telegraph from some miner but yeah tele okay so you're getting stuff conflated here because telegrams are not part of the internet oh that's true and the internet will be that. on the generational ships. They'll make sure that the internet's on there. Well. So, listeners, allegedly, we will be back soon with the mysterious... Soonish. Oh, the mysterious Mr. Love. Yeah. Parts one, two, and three. This has been Puppet Hunt with Matt and... Yes. Oh, Lane.